1: everyone, and welcome to the Press Gallery, the Edmonton Journal's politics podcast, the Notley and the Ivy edition. My name is Keith Ryan, and I am speaking to you from our newsroom studio on Friday, December 18th. I am very excited to be guest hosting the podcast this week because we have a real fun episode in store for you. This is likely our last episode of 2015. We will take a gander back at what was a very extraordinary and historic year in Alberta politics. And after that, we're going to have a little quiz in which I will try to stump our esteemed political experts. Which won't be hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be keeping score, sort of. Uh, So just who are these political experts, you ask? Uh, Well, of course, directly across from me, we have legislature columnist Graham Thompson. Hello. I think you should ring your bell. Oh, Oh yeah, there's your bell, yes. The quiz. In the middle, as usual, is city columnist (laughs) Paula Simons. Dead center. Very festive, Paula. And to my right is Legislature Reporter Jody Cinema. Good morning. Ooh, squeaky toy. Okay. A squeaky snowman. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. This is going to be the second quiz we've done on this podcast. Uh, the first one was in 2013, and we were planning to do another last year, but we had to skip it because, of course, that was the crazy week that Daniel Smith and eight of her Wildrose colleagues decided to cross the floor to the Tories, and that kind of took the air out of everything. So we are now exactly a year removed from that event, and it's amazing to me to think of all the stuff that was to follow from it in 2015. And that's really where I'd like to start. I'd like to ask each of you to talk a little bit about what you consider to be one of the most important or influential or memorable events that occurred in Alberta politics this year. Jody, let's start with you. What will you most remember from
0: 2015? Well, I'm going to... throw things up a little bit. I'm going to pick two because for the beginning of the year, for the large part of the year, I was a features reporter. But on May 5th, I was, everybody in the newsroom has to contribute to the election. And I was lucky enough to be sent to the Sutton Hotel where the NDP party was gathering. Oh, wow. So I was there with our legislature reporter at the time, Miriam Ibrahim. And all the polls, of course, had said that the NDP was ahead and uh, being uh, an Albertan, I did not believe it. I was very, very skeptical. So we went there expecting sort of a usual story. I did not think the NDP was going to win despite the polls. <laughs> and all of a sudden things blew up like crazy. Results started to come in. The room was crowded with people dressed in orange. And Miriam was the main reporter. She was, of course, covering the Notley speech. And as all of these new MLAs were being voted in it was my job and several other reporters jobs to try to find these new mlas and get quotes from them for various people's stories and we didn't know who any of these people were and the place was crazy there would be another word for it but i won't say it (laughs) on (laughs) radio so that's the first one an obvious choice of course the second one i would like to say was this november i think it happened when maria fitzpatrick spoke up in the legislature so usually uh, people watch question period and they watch, They can watch it on TV. And there's a lot of debate going on. But Mar- Maria Fitzpatrick stood up with a very personal story about her situation being in uh, an abusive relationship with her ex-husband for about, I think, nine or 10 years. And it was a brutal story that none of us were expecting to see. So we were all sitting in our offices and all of a sudden she stood up debating an independent member's bill that would help people of domestic abuse, a uh, break their leases. And she told a very personal story that involved her being raped, uh, having miscarriages, having a gun put to her head by her ex-husband, and trying to flee that situation and how difficult it was. And it was just very, an unusual, unusually personal story to be shared in the legislature, and that that stuck out in my head.
1: Yeah, I remember that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Paula, what about you?
2: Well, you know, what an extraordinary year. But I have to say that for me, the moment that will always be with me was standing in the waiting pool outside the legislature as Rachel Notley uh, was sworn in and as she announced her cabinet, and they were sworn in. Because I wasn't part of the official press party. I think Jody was, who were up sort of, you know in the press positions. I'd come more like a regular person. And in that crowd, it was incredibly scorching hot that day. I decided the only way I would see would be to climb into the pool, which I did. Where I was surrounded by people, it was like pilgrims waiting in the Ganges. It was the most <laughs> extraordinary thing. And then we stood there and waited to see who was going to be sworn into what position. And I, I've seen cabinet swearings in before, but nothing like this. Like and not in your bare feet
0: and with not, ice creams going around no. and people partying. <laughs> you know, and it, it right. was
2: extraordinary. There was this family next to me, and they had a little one who was very excited, one about you know six or seven, and then their older daughter who was thirteen and too cool for life. And, you know, she was on her phone and the dad's saying, "No, pay attention to this. This is history. You'll never see anything like this ever again. And she said, I can watch it again tonight on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, no, sweetie, th- that's not what dad meant. So that was a thing to be there in that moment. And, you know, the honeymoon gloss may have come off, but... That, that is something that I think anybody who is there is going to remember for always.
1: Yes, I, I, I've heard that from, from other people who were there that day as well, and there, there were quite a lot. Uh, you don't see that every day. Uh, Graham, what about you? What sticks out from Yeah, 2015? a lot
3: of stuff. Of course, my colleagues were wrong in their answers. The quiz has already <laughs> begun. Yes, he's going to write down a point
1: for you. He?
2: Um,
3: I know, and those are great answers, and I agree. Uh, those were the highlights. i got to say, for me, as a political uh, journalist, the debate. Yes. You know, we entered that election with polls saying a three-way race. And I gotta say, I didn't believe it. I thought, come on, the polls got them wrong in 2012. Yeah, they certainly did, yeah. Three-way race, really? And then as they get into the election campaign, that r- the race is still, you know, the NDP is doing really well. Like They're in front of many polls, especially in Edmonton. We knew they'd do well here, but province-wide, come on. That debate, when you had Prentice focused on Notley, then I, we're looking at going, wait a minute. <laughs> He believes the polls. He believes that the NDP is actually in front because the way he is handling this, he's ignoring Brian Jean and focused on Notley. Of course, he made some flubs, the famous uh, math is difficult quote, and you saw Rachel Notley there really shine because Prentice was putting all the, all the attention on her, and she did really, really well, and I think that was both a turning point. Also, it showed us where the polls were actually correct. Plus, I think Albertan said, hey, you know, Notley is doing really well. And I think that that convinced me that night and probably convinced a lot of Albertans that the NDP was going to potentially win this election, had a really good chance. So the debate, uh, to me, was a fascinating night watching how politics was actually changing in front of us.
1: Yeah that was one of those debates that really did actually matter it and did. they don't always but the, but that one was was quite something and there there really was a lot of stuff uh, i i can think of the uh, the death of manmeet buller this year the uh, the controversies over the progressive conservative uh, nominations um the NDP climate change plan, the the controversial farm safety bill that we just had.
2: Well, and Jim Prentice's resignation on election night, Absolutely. which was which was such a shock.
1: Yes, yes, and even on the federal scene, of course. Uh, to me, the uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was a, was a big story this year as well. So, let's let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to the quiz. There's going to be some easy questions. There's Yay. going to be some hard questions. <laughs> maybe some multiple choice. Maybe some true or false. You all have your noisemakers. I'm really good at short answer a and short essay. Short answer and essay? Okay. We'll see. <laughs> oh that that works goodness. really you well in Short answers <laughs> really I don't well think a so. podcast. <laughs> yep. that's great. Uh, so the first of you to ring in after I read <laughs> a question, you will yes. get the first shot at answering. So uh, let's uh, let's start with an easy one.
3: That's, that's uh, are there points for getting it wrong? In other words, do you think minus, points off? Right, right minus
1: points? <laughs> we'll see. If, if your answer's really bad, I might take <laughs> off it. <laughs> Graham is a really
0: one. a mean person. I just wanted to say that for <laughs> all of you out there.
1: not. It's
0: and true. Paula is terribly competitive. This is wow. leaving me at a disadvantage. The trash talk
1: is starting already. Okay. <laughs> right. Here's an easy one. There were two city councilors to take a leave of absence this year to run in an election. <laughs> Who are they? Okay, Paula.
2: Tony Katarina and Amarjeet Sohi. Okay. And one of them won and one of them did not. And this
1: is correct. Okay. Well, speaking of Sohi... How many votes did he win by after judicial oh, no. recount? Oh, no. All right. Multiple choice. Oh, <laughs> oh it's multiple choice? No, <laughs> I'm waiting. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is it 80, 85, 90, or 92? Yes. Jody.
0: 92.
1: Yes. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. One for Jody. All right. Also a bonus. Who did So He Beat? Paula. Tim Upple. Oh, very good. Way to go. All right. Down. Here's a bit of a tougher one. Who is the new federal finance minister?
2: Oh, isn't that pathetic? Oh, I'm wow. A, I can, see him, I can uh, see him right in front of how me. How about a multiple, um, multiple no, choice? No. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's the guy who was with the C.D. Howe This Institute. is correct, from Toronto Bay um, Street. His name is it, Bill Morneau. Bill Morneau. Morneau. It's, yes. Oh, okay. oh, oh, right. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Right. No see, points for If anyone Mark Stutes were one. here, he would have totally he gotten it. He would have got
1: it, <laughs> yep. Alberta had, of course, four liberals elected to government, uh, two of whom made it into cabinet. One of whom we've talked about is is Amarjeet Sohi. Who is the other one? Oh, oh, come on. (laughs)
2: Okay, well, should we give that
1: to Graham? Court, sorry. Kent Hare. Kent Hare. (laughs) Hare. All right, one point for Graham. Sorry. sorry. Okay, as a a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Uh, There you go. Get that untangled. All right, what is Kent Hare's portfolio? Paula.
2: Veterans Affairs.
1: Yes, very good. What is Amrajit Sohi's portfolio? Jody. Infrastructure. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, very fast. <laughs> that snowman was I'm just taking have. my time. All right.
1: Here's a bit of a, uh, a tougher one. Who is the conservative party critic for western economic diversification? I'll give you a hint. He's an Edmonton MP. No one's got it. Okay, that is Matt Jenneru.
0: Yes, I heard him on the CBC mm-hmm. radio yesterday. And there I
1: think. he is. Okay. Maybe slightly easier. What is Linda Duncan's critic role? What does she criticize? Environment? Everything. Yeah, environment? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everything.
2: Energy?
1: Her official title is transport critic. Yeah, okay. Uh, there you go. Oh, so all the, the 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 right, all right. Maybe these are too, may, too uh, hard. No,
2: maybe we're just too stupid.
1: It's
2: too early on a Friday morning.
1: All right. Last one on the federal scene. The federal election campaign was the longest in modern Canadian history. 70, 78 days. All right. I, that was impressive. I was going to ask for it in weeks, but you named oh, it in I days. You're getting <laughs> a bonus point for that one. Oh, yeah. That was impressive.
3: All right. Because so I lived every one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you did. All right. Over to provincial politics. Uh, this was the year that the much-maligned federal building finally opened. What was the final cost of that project, Paula? Four
2: hundred and twenty million.
1: Okay, you're close. It was uh, about four hundred and three million. Is the four hundred and three million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Paula was close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so bonus on that one. The original plans called for a skating rink that never got developed, but something survived. What survived from that skating rink? The shed. <laughs> oh
3: okay.
1: yeah, two sheds. <laughs> <He> did, two <laughs> sheds.
0: <laughs> didn't ring the bell. I did. I'm
3: ringing yes. the bell. <laughs> the thing about those sheds,
0: they're actually quite beautiful on the outside, and then you look inside, and there's all like construction material and yeah, garbage. So it's, where in the, them. it's where
2: the zambonis were. It's it where right. the zamboni was. Very, to have very a hut. sad. Okay,
1: so that zamboni hut, really difficult one. How much was that zamboni hut? How much did it cost? Uh-huh. One
3: million dollars.
1: Uh, not quite. One less. million
0: was a skating rink, I do believe. How That's about eight
1: hundred thousand? Right. Yes, Jody, very nice. Eight hundred thousand. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good guess. You seem so pleased. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm happy for you, even though you called me mean. <laughs> During
1: his time as premier, there were very uh, there were two short but memorable phrases Jim Prentice uttered that became hashtags. What are they? Graham. Uh, look in the mirror. Yep. And math is difficult. Yes. Very good. All right. So that math is difficult. Phrase that remark came out during the debate, as we mentioned, but it came out during a dispute over what NDP platform?
3: Their budget.
0: Yeah, but uh, what the, the
3: fact they got a, a they got their their deficit numbers wrong?
0: No, no,
2: oh, no. Balancing oh, the no. budget wrong. It's Paul. the business tax increase. That ah, is correct. That's right? Yeah, whether that's it's right. a ten percent. Yeah. or t- yeah. T- ten, whether twenty they, percent. Yeah, yeah. Whether increasing it. By 20% or 220%. Right. That's
1: right. That's right. right. Okay, next question. Of all the MLAs in Calgary and Edmonton, how many are members of the Wild Rose?
2: Oh, no.
0: Sorry? Uh,
1: how many are members of the Wild Rose of all the MLAs in Calgary and Edmonton? Yes, Paula.
2: Uh, at the election? Uh,
1: currently. Cur- currently, one. One. Who is that?
2: Uh, that's Panda.
1: Prasad Panda, that's right.
0: Did Wh- I just see you put Two. Yeah, yes, she got a bonus down? point for oh. naming who it
1: is too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jody's sharp on this. She's, she's competitive. This is, this is getting. This is getting. Jody is. I am not Jody is and competitive. I am losing. There is no holiday spirit in this room right now. <laughs> no. All right. Which election candidate in Edmonton spent the most money on his or her campaign? And here, here it's multiple choice. Okay. Well, if you think you know, oh, I'm gonna say
3: it's um, Rachel Notley. Incorrect.
0: Oh, I was going to say that too. Okay. The can election I, can candidate. I ask
3: again, can I do it again? Yes. Um, if it's not Rachel Notley, it's um, Darren Billis. Not even close. Oh, okay. Okay. So this <laughs> is all, all election candidates, even
1: the unsuccessful oh, ones, not okay. just the MLAs. So here's here's the the multiple choice. Oh. A. Stephen Mandel. B. Chris Labossiere. C. Rachel Notley. D. Thomas Lucas. Jody. Mandel. No.
2: Ah. Oh. Well, then I'm going to say LeBossier.
1: You are correct. He spent $139,000 on his campaign.
2: You know, I really like Chris, but that was a hard lesson in how politics works. Where's where's my point? Oh, right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. I missed out. Sorry.
1: Okay, so which Edmonton MLA, so an actual successful candidate, which Edmonton L- MLA spent the least amount of money on their campaign to win a seat? And I'll give you a hint, she, it's a she, she spent only $3,000, oh, and she's the MLA for Edmonton Mill Creek.
0: Oh, oh. Yes. Denise Willard, yes,
1: there who you defeated,
3: go. Who defeated Jean Swazdesky. Yes, wow, that's right. the very popular Jean
2: Wasdesky. Yeah, exactly. who spent a, who
3: spent a lot of money on his campaign too?
1: Lost to someone who spent three thousand yeah. dollars. it's 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 crazy. Jim Prentice's budget in March was widely unpopular for a lot of reasons, but it was 13000 thousand dollar purchase that really got people steamed. What what was that purchase? He
3: bought some TVs, flat screen televisions. That's right,
1: so eighty inch TVs. That's right. How much money did Rachel Notley's swearing-in sor- ceremony cost approximately? Oh. And I'll give you multiple choice again: ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, or twenty-five thousand. Yes, Jody.
0: Twenty thousand. Yes.
1: Just Such under a about ni- 19000 dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually cheaper than some of the, the other ones in the past. So, uh, as we all know, the current speaker of the house is Bob Warner. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is Bob from? Medicine right. Hats. Yes. What was the name of the NDP government's first bill, Bill One? What was it called?
3: The improving Democracy.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty close. That's yeah. close. That's close enough. That was. It's called an Act to Renew Democracy, okay. in Alberta Act. Yes, God. that's right. That's <laughs> the one that
3: the uh, did it to the Tories by um, killing any political contributions yeah. from that's corporations right. and unions, and we saw what happened with the uh, yeah. PCs.
1: Yes, Rick yeah. McIver did not like that so no. much, but. Who are the two MLAs tapped to do a mental health review for the province? Jody.
0: Daniel Larave and David Swan. Yes.
1: Uh, here was a momo- memorable moment of the campaign. In the closing days of the election, five businessmen held a news conference to tell the public not to vote for the NDP and to stick with the progressive conservatives. Name as many of those oh, five no, businessmen as you it. can. You get one point for anyone you can name. Paula. Uh,
2: Doug Goss. Yes. Uh, Tim
1: Melkor. Tim Melton, yes. Melton, sorry, yep. Melton. Yep. Uh, I got
2: that wrong. Uh, Ashif Mangi. yes. Um, Doug. Goss, Tim Melton.
1: The other two were John Cameron of Keller Construction and Paul Verhazen, president of Clark Builders. So those were th- those were the five. Uh, one of the other things that Jim Prentice did uh, in his short time as premier is that he closed a number of foreign offices that Alberta has. Do you remember how many he closed?
3: Many he How
1: many offices did he close? I'm going to say five, <laughs> less than five. I was going to say three. Three is mm. correct. Can you name any of those three offices? Ottawa.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: that was always I my know. No.
3: <laughs> Ottawa.
2: Um, did we close the one in Hong Kong where Gary no. Mar was? No, we kept that one. Home. We just Chicago.
1: Chicago. Good. Last one. It's in Europe.
3: Oh, it's in
2: Germany. Munich.
1: Munich. Yes.
2: There
3: you go, Paula.
1: How many ministers of municipal affairs has Alberta had since 2013? Uh, <laughs> multiple choice. Okay. Four, five, six, or seven. Yes, Jody. Five. No. <laughs> Paula. Seven. No. Four. No. Six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> I don't know if you deserve any points now, and that's... Uh, <laughs> I'll
2: leave that to your discretion.
1: S- six ministers of municipal affairs in the in the last two years. So.
2: Uh, how many... If we name them, do we get points? No, <laughs> no, I, I won't go through that.
1: After becoming premier, where did Rachel Notley go on her
3: first trip outside the province? Graham. Uh, while she, outside the province, yes. Uh, she went to New York, Toronto, Montreal, and... Victoria I think
1: you might be forgetting one too
3: didn't go to Washington St. John's St. John's for the Premier's you conference. were there I how did there? you forget
0: that <laughs> <laughs> he should get a point he <laughs> saw at least three of those places
3: right there you go uh, the thing is that yeah. wasn't her first stop it was actually Quebec City it was
1: Quebec City you're right to see the Daniel Couillard. that's right Okay, which cabinet minister recently apologized for calling the Wild Rose MLAs goons and gangsters oh. for their heckling, Paula.
2: That was Brian Mason.
1: Brian Mason. Irrepressible Brian Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Who is set to become Alberta's first MLA to deliver a baby during her term in office? What's her name? Yes. Stephanie George. McLean. Stephanie McLean. Very good. She's from Calgary Varsity. Multiple choice again. How big is Alberta's debt set to become by 2018? Oh, good grief. 25 billion, 30 billion, 32 billion, or 36 billion? 36 yeah. billion. 36 billion dollars. That is correct. All right. So I'm this is now the part of the quiz where we're going to get to some quotes. So I will I will say the quote and you have to tell me who said it. In terms of who is responsible, we all need only look in the mirror, right? Yes, Bob. Jim Prentice. Oh, Jim Prentice. Okay, that was an easy one to start. Buddy, you are being set up. Oh. That was Jonathan Dennis. That was Jonathan Dennis, correct. Now, who did
3: he say it to? Yes. It was a text. That's right. The candidate for the Tories. I forget his name.
2: Oh, yeah. the, f- the, the, the um, From Chestermere. Yes. Yes. From Rocky View, Chestermere. Yes. Uh, Jamie Lal
3: Jamie Lal very good Paula
1: (laughs) okay I'm going to read a quote now you tell me whether this is Rachel Notley who said this or Jim Prentice I don't think Albertans generally advocate a sales tax but I'm prepared to be educated and to hear from people yes Graham that was Prentice that was Prentice All right. let's see what else we've got here Everything he said up to the minute the budget was going to be released led me to believe he was going to be fiscally conservative. Uh, it was very, very naive.
3: Uh, Heather it? Forsyth?
1: No. No. Anybody, anybody. You're on the right track, the right party.
3: Brian Jean.
2: Rob uh, Anderson?
1: No, it was Danielle Smith. Uh-huh. Danielle Smith. Oh, right. After she, she lost her nomination. After Yes,
3: that's right. She was trying to justify, you know crossing over and then being stabbed in the back (laughs) by Prentice after she stabbed her own party in the back. (laughs) Okay.
1: Here's another quote. I'm hopeful that over the course of the next two weeks, they will come to realize that things are going to be just A-OK here in Alberta. Graham.
3: That was Notley talking about the uh, oil
1: companies. That is correct. It is springtime in Alberta and a fresh wind is blowing. Yes. Notley? Yes, that is also Notley. That was at her swearing in ceremony. Maybe we need to have equalization payments start flowing through a pipeline to finally get one approved through Central Canada. E. Fala. Is that Brian Jean? No.
2: no.
1: I know the quote. I'm trying to think. Okay. So after this quote was said, Rachel Notley accused this person of showboating a oh. uh, fellow premier. At Brad, Brad Wall from Brad Saskatchewan. Brad Wall, yes. that's right. Now is not a time to send mixed messages about Keystone XL. It is a time to ensure our strong presence in Washington. Pulling resources on these issues at this time is short-sighted and not to the
3: advantage of Alberta. Graham Rob Merrifield. That's right. was the, the agent in <laughs> Washington who was booted from the job and then got sent a nasty note publicly uh, to my, the premier. My,
2: my, one of my favorite quotes of the year was the response of the premier's press yes. secretary, Cheryl Oates. but yeah, and that would be why we're not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need. That, we, what does she said, like, we, need, we need a diplomat in that role. And That's right. Be, yes. This yeah. would be th- why we. Why it's not going to be Merrifield.
1: That's right. And so after Merrifield, who is cur- the current Washington envoy for Alberta? What's what's her name?
0: Oh, her name. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, because she's a longtime bureaucrat with all sorts of credentials. That's right. Yeah, and if, I can't remember her
1: name. It's Da Silva. Yes. Is, is her name. That's right. These kind of comments cross all bounds of respect and decency and have absolutely no place in our political discourse. This is not how Albertans behave. Yes, Paul. Brian Jean. That's right, in response to the threats that have been made against Notley. That's correct. He had a wry sense of humor and would react with passion, not just to support his constituents, but also those whom he loved and those who are mistreated. <laughs> yes, Paul. Uh, 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 Jody, i guess.
0: Notley or MacIver.
1: It's MacIver, correct? And who is MacIver talking about?
0: Uh, uh, Manmeet Bular.
1: All right, two points for you. My children have been scarred for their lives, and I will be horrified if anybody in this chamber votes against this bill. <laughs> yes, Jody.
0: That is the person I just spoke about this morning and yes, I can't remember yes. her name. I thought you'd <laughs> nail <known. laughs> it. Uh, Marie Fitz, Maria Fitzpatrick. Uh, maybe <laughs> half
1: a point for both of you there. Uh, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> One last quote here. It's a blatant disrespect for the opposition and so that's why we're continuing to object. I'm going to say Brian Jean. No, but you're on the right track. This is a real tough one. This is the Wild Rose House leader. Oh, Nathan Cooper. Nathan Cooper. Cooper. This was in response to the NDP trying to have uh, a morning sitting, right? Anyway, that is the end of our quiz. So let's see. I'm just going to kind of tally it up here. Here. Let's let's see. I think think I'm the official loser. Oh, oh, it's very, very close. Paula and Graham are, are neck and neck. I have. 19 points, 19 and a half for Paula. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have 20 points for Graham. Ooh, you wow, won by you won half by a half point. Wow. Thank Graham, you wow. are a political guru. You started, you started <laughs> out a little slow, but a uh, big comeback there. Complete, so. <laughs> complete fluke. I guarantee you that. Well thanks, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll now wrap up with our regular feature, Good Stuff from the Gallery, where we share some interesting things to read or watch or listen to during uh, during the holidays. So, uh, Graham, let's start with you.
3: Um, I'm gonna be completely unmodest here and say that uh, coming out any day now, actually it's on the stands right now, it's the Alberta Views Magazine, and the cover story is about um, it's called the unsung heroes of a stable democracy, Alberta civil service. And I wrote that article. <laughs>
2: Uh, wow. for Alberta
3: views so I'm saying it's coming out uh, right now in the stands wow. so it's, it's an article about uh, Alberta civil service and um, this relationship with the new government is uh, it well-written, Graham? I would like to think it is. I, I haven't actually read it.
1: <laughs> I once
3: had a professor who made us buy his textbook. I, absolutely. The
1: class material, I, so, just, you know. I am
3: that shameless, is what I was looking for. <laughs> that is me.
1: Uh, Paula, what about you?
2: My somewhat more disinterested suggestion is that uh, you go to see the film Trumbo, which is about the Hollywood oh, nice. Ten and the American Blacklist. Uh, very Surprisingly funny film starring Brian Cranston uh, as Dalton Trumbo, and uh, very timely in this era of you know the current American election rhetoric. Uh, if you if you can't get this week's Republican debate out of your head, go and see Trumbo. It will both cheer you up and depress you. All right, it is very good great movie. Great. Jody,
0: wh- mine what have is you got? not political related, but it's an article that ran in ProPublica. It's called an unbelievable story of rape. And it's a story about an 18-year-old woman in Colorado who says she was raped and then recanted. And the police charged her for having this fake rape account. But then it goes on much farther in terms of a number of other rapes that happen in the area and the investigation. It's a a long read. Uh, It's not a very Christmassy or happy read, but it's a good read.
1: That will conclude this episode of the Press Gallery, very likely our last of the year, but fear not, we will be back early in the new year to discuss what we might expect from the legislature in 2016. In the meantime, if you want to review some of the best of the past year, you can check us out on edmontonjournal.com opinion or through the Journal's SoundCloud feed, iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. That's all for now. From all of us here at the Press Gallery, we wish you a very merry, happy, and safe holiday season. Take care.